Hello and welcome to On Mission, a podcast by the Catholic Apostolate Center. My name is Kate Fowler and I am joined by Father Frank Donio and Chris Pierno, and we are celebrating 10 years since the inception of the Catholic Apostolate Center. So this is our 10-year anniversary episode. Uh, we're celebrating 10 years this October. So um, we'd just love to talk to you a little bit about our mission and our journey. Chris, Father, you've been with the center from the beginning. So you please can- cue the balloons yeah. and, and the, the applause. Yeah. <sighs> The, we have lots of people here in our live uh, live studio uh, that are clapping. <laughs> Not really. Not really. No. No. We're, we're still we're still very following protocols here. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. And uh, but it it yeah ten uh, ten ten years. Um, a lot has happened in ten years. Uh, the center looks very different from what it looked like. 10 years ago, father, wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes, it, it does. I mean, it's, it's a much, it's a much larger organization. Uh, it, it has more people engaged and involved and it's, it's reach is international and with a, a number of collaborative efforts with all sorts of, of organizations, church related organizations, as well as the Palatine world, and very well received among Palatines throughout the world. Yeah, I I was just checking our Facebook page, and Facebook has added a new feature to the pages now that's called about being transparent. And it does say, page created October 17th, 2011. We were just talking before we went live about the, the magical appearance of the, the center. First there was nothing and then it was. It, it, um, and that was that was the day that the the Palatines of the Immaculate Conception Province approved the center as a ministry, right? Yes, it was. Uh, we had been considering at that time, so in, in, in 2011 and a little before that, we had been looking at what are some additional things that we can do that could serve the church. Two things came from that that have had great fruit. One is the center. The other is a mission that we took on in collaboration with our Sao Paulo province in Brazil, but we're the main. We're mainly responsible for it in Peru, in a place called in near a place called Vilcas Uaman, but now we're also in outside of Lima as well. And this mission has grown and we have vocations and it's, it's really been an amazing thing. That started about three years after the center. And these were things that were impro- that we, we thought we, we wanted to do something domestic. And we thought this would be something that would help the church in the United States and also serve the Palatines International because it's born out of the charism of St. Vincent Pallotti as understood through the association that we're all part of, of lay people, religious and clergy, called the Union of Catholic Apostolate. But we wanted to have it as a ministry of the province. And so our provincial council was meeting, and uh, on October 17th, where this was officially presented, of course, we had talked about this at length for, you know, a good year or so. And then we came to the decision that, yes, this is something we want to do. 
and the group that I, I was working with, which were primarily uh, guys in the Knights of Columbus and over at uh, the Catholic University of America and at University of Maryland. Yes. And it was a collaboration between uh, these guys. You, Chris, I think had just graduated college. Yep. And, uh, and you, you know, there was just, just in 2011 and that May of 2011. And so this, this little group uh, who were basically volunteering. We were kind of like the A team. We all had yes. a very specific set of skills. Yes. All, was, you know, someone who needed to do, put the website together and someone who did the design, someone who did the writing and the programming. I, I mean, our, our, a lot of our systems that we have today are uh, are the work of, of a number of those folks at that time. And even just the, you know, you did a lot of graphical design at that, at, at that point. Other people were doing IT, uh, social media was was still a relatively new kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, and Facebook was kind of the thing at the time. And, and then, you know, and people were saying, okay. And then we started a newsletter and this was all nice and, and whatever, but I don't think I did, there was a plan and, and much of that plan has come to fruition and then some, uh, but, but the, it really wasn't a sure thing. Uh, that at the time it was something that was we would ex- test similar to our missionary work, very similar to our missionary. But we thought, okay, we're going to do this digitally. This was not meant to be an on-site. We now have an on-site location uh, uh, you know, where people can come, but that was not part of, necessarily a part of the design. It, it was maybe thought about, but but primarily this was going to be something that was online. And I mean, I don't think y'all ever anticipated the scope and magnitude of the work of the center. I mean, in the past 10 years, we've, we've collaborated with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, the Archdiocese of Washington, Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. I mean, we were instrumental in the, you know, live streaming the Pope's papal visit to the United States. I mean, there have just been these incredible moments um, of growth and reach for the Catholic Apostolate Center that, I mean, had, could you even anticipate any of that? We anticipated, interestingly enough, we anticipated a fair amount of it because we knew that we would have the only way, and this was off of the Palatine Charism, we knew that the only way that we would grow would be with in relationship with others. And that it, there was no way that we, if we took the older model of a number of Catholic organizations, which was hire a bunch of people full time, have this big set of offices, a huge budget, all these kinds of things, uh, and then try and do it all yourself. And that that would not work. And we were in the Washington, D.C. area. There were a lot of opportunities for collaboration. We've numerous, numerous dioceses now. You mentioned a, a handful of them, Kate. And there's, you know, many throughout the country that we've worked at with religious communities that we've worked with national, many national Catholic organizations, kind of the alphabet soup of national Catholic organizations. And then uh, the international Palatines, we have this mission of, of the, uh, around the, the new evangelization in particular, but then also collaboration is a part of it. And then also the Palatine spirituality piece. Yeah. So I think it it would help our listeners too uh, if we um, brought things back to we have a, a threefold mission at the uh, Catholic Apostolate Center and I'll just 
I'll just uh, take it right from the website here, which I think speaks to a lot of what uh, we've been talking about. So well, the first point, the Catholic Apostolate Center is a ministry of the Palatines founded in 2011 to respond to the needs of the church through three things, developing in collaboration with dioceses and other institutions and organizations, formation programs for the new evangelization. Two, assisting pastoral leaders in deepening collaboration with one another. And three, providing formation and apostolic opportunities for members and collaborators of the Union of Catholic Apostolate. And I think just in this brief period of time on this podcast that we've talked about, you know, how we started and why and how we've grown, I think we've kind of hit all three of those things. Um, And there have been a a ton of projects um, and programs that have come out of you know, each one of these three aspects of, of the mission of the center. And, it, I, you know, we've tried to describe it in so many different ways. You know, well, what does the center do? Well, you know, we're a, a 21st century, what is a 21st century, res, you know, response to, you know, the needs of the church today. And, it, and as Father was saying, a very intentional decision for us to be very virtual and digitally oriented because that is where the church it wasn't really and needed to move to. And I think even in 10 years, we have seen a growth, still work to do, of course, but definitely have seen a growth in that area, you know, fueled by, I will go ahead and say fueled by organizations like us. You know, everybody today is doing webinars. At the time that we started doing webinars, there were church organizations, academic or uh, institutions were doing them, but church organizations and particularly ones that were doing formation were not. Uh, We were one of the first that was in that space because we had a team that was looking at what are these different new technologies that are out there that we could, we could leverage and use. And that mission that you, you read right off the website, that has not officially that has not changed that's the same mission statement from the beginning and we've fulfilled that and are fulfilling that and continue to do that in new and different ways and a, a number of organizations tweak things we did that after about a year and the only tweaking that we did the only thing that we did in after about a year was okay who's our audience we kind of we all got together and and we had a some, someone come in one of our advisors and work with us and we we all sat down and we thought this through and 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 spent it, spent time together and turn and we said okay it's active catholics however people might define that w- there were other organizations out there that were doing the evangelizing toward people who had were not Catholic or for them to return or so our thing was we want active Catholics to do exactly what Vincent St. Vincent Pilati said go out and be apostles and then you they will be the ones who will bring people to and now we we hear this all the time within the church around especially around missionary discipleship this is the whole goal of it is that if we form people well who are there then then they go forth and they're the ones who do that work. The disciples become the disciple makers. Yes. Yeah. And that was what was so um, refreshing to me and exciting for me when I first came to work for the Catholic Apostolate Center back in 2015. 
I was just finishing up my master's at the Augustine Institute in leadership for the new evangelization. So these were all topics that we were talking about. And to see an organization already completely on board with that, with themes like the universal call to holiness, we are all called to be apostles, we are all called to evangelize, you know, um, all of the the role of the laity. And again, as we mentioned earlier, collaboration among the body of Christ, among priests, religious, lay. Um, it was so exciting to see that the center got all of that. I wasn't just learning about it in grad school. It was already being lived out in an organization where it was like we were using the same language. We were all on the same page. And that was so exciting to me um, coming out of grad school to see that as the foundation and to go right from grad school to working for the center. So, um, yeah, I think it was just so refreshing because I hadn't encountered that in the church world necessarily. I love the collaboration that you were talking about father and that openness to new ideas and using the tools at our disposal to evangelize such as social media, newsletters, webinars. And here we are. That was why we started this podcast as well, because that's where people are. That's what people are using. That's how people are engaging. And so we want to engage with you all. And sometimes we'll talk about something and it will not come to fruition because it was not not the time with it. The, the Holy Spirit has uh, is saying to us, it's not the time. So for example, podcasting, we were talking about podcasting when it was still something that was very new. And we, and, and we talked about it and kind of went away and we talked about it again and kind of went away. And, and that's been the, the reality of the center is that we'll, we will look at these different new technologies or new opportunities for collaboration or, uh, for example, the, the uh, you know, with Green Hill and the, and the, the location that was uh, primarily a formation house for the Palatines and and is now a place of ongoing formation for international members, but is but to use it as for day retreats and opportunities for people locally. You know that the center is is putting that forward uh, as well now, and and that was a thought even back at the beginning when we renovated the facility. We were going to do it, move in that probably move in that direction, but now it comes into kind of the whole uh, into the centerpiece. And, and what we find is we get invited into, into opportunities and when, when it's right, when the spirit is saying to us, yes, this is, this is what you need to do now. And we discern that together, which is very Palatine. Yeah. And that's a very, you ca- we call it cynical spirituality. Is that correct? Like a. Yes. And, and collaboration from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of the, the ministry and mission of the center. I mean, we take. Um, we look to the disciples in the upper room with Our Lady and how they gathered together and, yes, collaborated from the beginning. And so the Holy Spirit has really been a huge, you know, central part of our mission and, and engaging in prayer and calling upon the Holy Spirit and really getting a pulse of, you know, we're not going to do something for the sake of doing it. We're not going to do something because everybody else is doing it but because we actually feel called to it and it's an appropriate time to do so. It's just 
that discerning spirit has, is just fundamental to all of our work. Well, we use a lot of, uh, of Palatine imagery very subtly. Uh, and for example, we, you see this, this image of the Blessed Mother and the descent of the Holy Spirit and the apostles and the women disciples and so forth. That's Mary, Queen of Apostles. That was designed by St. Vincent Pallotti and is the patroness of, uh, of the Union of Catholic Apostles and, and the Society of the Catholic Apostles, the Palatine Priests and Brothers. To understand the center, it's important to know that this is coming out of a charism. It's not idiosyncratic to to me or to that early team or to the team now. It's it's very much rooted in the charism of St. Vincent Pallotti as articulated through the understanding of the union of Catholic apostles and through our, our spirituality. And, and when people start to understand that piece, then it starts to make some sense. Palatine's looking at it often will will understand because they see the imagery they see what we're trying to do. Um, sometimes it would like us. Sometimes people would like us to be a little more overt about that. But uh, but over time, people come to understand, you know. And and we're we're not shy in talking about aspects of Palestine spirituality, just like other religious communities aren't shy to talk about their spirituality. What what are what are some we we could probably spend several hours talking about uh, the center. And and uh, you know and, and and all of that. So to to maybe could we share some uh, some favorite moments or something that sticks out to each one of us over our time with the center that was particularly um, impactful to us? I think for me, one of the most exciting times working with the center was during the papal visit to the United States. I was working as the social media coordinator at the time. I believe I was still engaged to be married and had not moved to Washington, D.C. yet. Um, and, you know, that is the area that the center is based, based in. So I came out for, I believe, a week for this papal visit and remember being in a room with some of our colleagues just watching all the live streams, going to any event that we could, making graphics. And it, we were like on 24-7. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was just this such a buzzworthy and exciting time. And the center was um, helping live stream some of the events. Is that correct, Father? Well, we were invited to uh, and to be involved with the, you know, to forward what the USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, was doing. And so we, I, I was invited to, and one of our advisors, uh, Dr. Susan Timoney, we were invited to be a part of that, uh, of that live streaming. And then we, uh, you know, had opportunities to be, be in places and spaces uh, to be able to promote the, the, the papal visit. Uh, in a way that was a kind of rather unique for a very young organization that there was just not something that, uh, but, but people have found that, that the center doesn't tend to be an ideological type of organization, but rather one you know, that tries to collaborate. Uh, and it, it, we, and we have a variety of partners, you know, that we collaborate with in, in, in different ways. But I, I, Chris, you know, what are some of your favorite memories? Well, one thing that really um, 
that sticks out for me is something that we haven't really had the opportunity to do during the pandemic. Um, but, you know, we, we participated in the, in the past in a lot of different, uh, different kinds of uh, events and conferences and with support from some of our staff, including father, you, you know, speaking and um, saying mass and, and all of that. But one event in particular, we were able to participate both at the event and in the organizational phase of the convocation for Catholic leaders. Um, and I, that to me was, a it was a, an interesting watershed moment. You know, I think we, had kind of been pushing towards a, a big collaboration like this and to be invited for the center to be invited to collaborate on the planning of that and the, 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 just the, the spiritual portion, the academic portion, the, the educational portion of it and what that has born of that to even today that we continue to collaborate at that level. Um, is it was so to me that was a a, fat, a great time of uh, for the staff to to be together uh, to be able to be with so many of our partners uh, at that at that event. Um, yeah, for me that was a big deal, and all, all of the planning and the webinars, the prep that went into that, and all of the you know it wasn't just the time that we were there; it was all of the all of the work that was done prepping not only ourselves, but prepping Catholics for this event. You know, we had webinars and uh, eBooks and all of these things that had to come out preparing folks for that event. And to be a part of that, um, I think was something really special. And it was an early time where the, the USCCB had tended to do most things in-house and to, to have uh, people or to have organizations and, and now what's happened is, is because of those kinds of experiences, positive experiences with these other organizations such as, such as ourselves, this has become a more common practice, I've noticed, in the, in the USCCB. Just this past week or so, we were asked to be involved in the planning of the National Eucharistic Revival. And so we'll have another one of those opportunities we had. Uh, I, and, and we're listed as one of the collaborating organizations. And two of our staff members are on working groups, one of our advisors. And so, again, these, are, these invitations come because there is this recognition that, that we're, we're able to collaborate in this way and that we bring something, I think the other piece of it that we bring too, is that our team uh, is, is primarily, uh, primarily younger. And that's not anything against other organizations, but that was part of the design as well, was that this would give an opportunity to not just simply be a young adult organization, but an organization that has a number of younger adults, I mean, the age range of our, of our group at this point, aside from myself, is, uh, runs from around 20 to, uh, to later 30s at this point. And that's you know, only had, because so many people in their 40s. Yes, some of you have gotten older. <laughs> yes, this is true. Uh, and, uh, but I think that's, that's another part of it. Uh, as well. And then we invite people to be a part of things. You know, Kate, we invited you 
I invited Chris. We invited you, Kate. You had done social media work before you went to Augustine Institute with one of our partners, uh, Catholic Volunteer Network. And we knew the work you did and and you were kind of finishing up. We happened to be in Denver and we ran into one another. It was it's like, oh, did we really run into one another or was that the Holy Spirit again? And uh, I think we we would lean toward the latter. Um, that 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 that's how, and that's what keeps happening. We we can't we can't just we have to put this in a spiritual context. That that's what just keeps happening. And where we're not supposed to go, we'll run into, we'll we'll get blocked. And it's like, oh, okay, we're not supposed to go and do that because that's not where we're supposed to be. What about you, Father? What would you say are some of your favorite moments or highlights? Oh, the, it, it's it's really the opportunity to work with such an incredible group of people, and many, many, many people. If you go to the the page uh, on staff and collaborators and advisors and so forth, then a lot of those collaborators were once staff members, and 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 just to see the uh, effect of the of this work on on people and and the opportunity to contribute to to not only the the church but their individual faith life people's individual faith faith lives as a result of doing this uh this work in this in this ministry of the palatines has been tremendous people have found that that this has been a a, a big boost to their faith as well and uh, just reflecting on these different things that we do and designing, and then seeing the impact of that—that there's—that there's an impact. It's not just this very small impact; that it's been an, a significant impact. Um, that part, that part, I—I I don't think I—I I, I mean, I knew I had a real sense that we were going to you know, be impactful to a certain extent, but I didn't expect where we would be um, in this amount of time. Uh, and it's it's really a, an amazing thing. I, I'm grateful to the to my province, the Immaculate Conception, you know, there the the provincial council is also the board of the of the center and extremely supportive. Our general, uh, Father Jacob Nampudakam has been extremely supportive. He had just come into office. He was about one year in office. He's now finishing. He's coming toward uh, the end of his time of almost 12 years. And uh, he has been tremendously supportive. Um, and as has been the president of the Union of Catholic Apostolate, Donatello Cherby. And they they see the center as something that it not only reflects, but also promotes the the Palatine charism in a way that is that is unique and that is helpful to the Palatine world. Well, do you want to? Do, well, I, I would be interested. I, I think I would be interested in you know what um, what other ways do you see the, the the center contributing and and can contribute could contribute. Or like what's what's in our future here? Mm-hmm. What's next? Well, that's a t- it's a tough question. I, you know, I don't, you know, we had a, we had a plan. We've, we've somewhat had a plan. We have accomplished a lot of that. Um, I don't know. I think it's a, a lot. 
of it for me is basically just, you know, going with, all right, father, what's next? What are we, what's the next thing that we're, we're doing? Um, but even I know, I know you even really don't know. And, and I think a lot of that is what is sort of exciting is some of these things, you know, we have put ourselves in the position to have our, our arms open to whatever occurs, you know, whatever invitations are made and whatever opportunities may arise. And I, you know, to talk about, well, what is next? Well, where do we see the center going? Uh, I don't know. And I think that that is okay. I mean, yeah, we're, we will, we will continue to refine and to grow. I think, you know, we, we do have goals about trying to grow the, our, 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 our statistics, you know, trying to grow the amount of people that we're, uh, that are following us on social media and all the things that an organization should be working towards. But I think in terms of, you know, What's next? I think that comes out of the the group that we've assembled, the, the our collaborators and our partners that we've assembled. You know, what ideas do you have? How can we implement them? You know, that's how. I think now you know we're really moving down this line of we had released, um, just had released um, that is available right now. Uh, this fa- retreat for fathers, this virtual retreat for fathers that people can get access to. You know, that's that was something that uh, kind of came out of um, what the last twelve months. You know, we kind of dived into that. I, you know, um, and that was in a response to the time. You know, and so I think we are very good at adapting and responding to what the needs of the church are right now. So. And, and we have a whole e-formation platform now too, mm-hmm. where we're, we are, we're offering, currently offering one course, uh, but that's that, that particular platform, a number of dioceses and the National Catholic Educational Association, they use that platform and courses can be in, in a variety of places. And so we've assembled a team that uh, over these last years with also significant uh, educational background, academic background, uh, in a variety of fields, uh, and from you know from management to catechesis to formation to evangelization, uh, and so in these different areas, as well as our our team has be has a, a track record and a number of years of experience. So the ideas which had been coming from the group are even more so, and also the overall direction is. Is 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 much much more a group effort in the last several years, and that's that is really where we wanted to go. I my hope is, and part of the design at the beginning, and we had made an invitation throughout the Palatine world. My hope is is that there would be some more Palatines uh, from other countries who would become involved. Where that has played out has been through some collaboration internationally with our Pilate institutes and throughout the world and. Uh, and and some you know some work over the years in that field, uh, rather than people coming and being and working in this in the center. So that's the beauty of the of the online reality and and more and more opportunity that wasn't there ten years ago uh, for people from other parts of the world in the same way, maybe Europe or maybe Australia or places like that. But now um, throughout South America, throughout Africa and Asia. It's it's a different time, and so there is a 
there's more of an opportunity to do that type of collaboration. My hope is, is that we will do more in, in that way, uh, that we will broaden uh, our collaboration with those, those Palatine entities, as well as international uh, in international, we already have a website in Spanish. We did move in that direction, uh, especially in Latin America. We've backed off a bit and are now focusing more on the United States and the Spanish-speaking community in the United States. But I think we can make a contribution in that in that space as well, and in, in both English and in Spanish, and in a number that that would again have an international reach. Our social media already does. We know that. We know that these podcasts do have an international reach. And so it's not just a U.S. reality, which I don't think we really expected at the beginning. And this is just the the power of the internet and social media and so forth that I think in a global reality uh, that we're of, of instant communication, that we can be a positive presence in a, in a lot of negativity. In, in often a sea of negativity. And we have always said that we were going to be that way, that we were going to rekindle charity. And we were going to revive faith as Pilate wanted, but in a 21st century way. And I don't know, to me, 10 years in, it's needed now more than ever, given the rancor that's out there. And we just have not gone down that path. And yet we've still grown because people say, oh, no, if you don't go that way, you're not really going to grow an audience. You really need to put an edge to this and, and you know, pick a kind of pick a team, pick a, a, a and, and we didn't. We didn't do that. And I, I think that people were surprised at and and we and it's been fruitful because we decided not to not to go in that direction. And that was very conscious very conscious decision on the part of the group. So I think future-wise, we can make a contribution in that way. What do you think, Kate? What are some places from your perspective? I think, again, just going back to our what Chris mentioned with our flexibility and our also our ability to adapt and collaborate with others, I think that is what has been so strong, has created such a strong organization and ministry for us. The fact that the center has never been afraid necessarily of change or what's, what's going on. We, we have an ability to just kind of read the signs of the times and respond to that. And I think that that is going to be what really continues to carry us forward. And again, cultivating those relationships with other church organizations and ministries. And like you were just saying, Father, doing so in a spirit of charity, which unfortunately is, (laughs) as you mentioned, um, not the norm or standard uh, across the board. And so I think that those are just some of the key elements that will continue to move us forward and will will just help us see where, where to go next. And I'm excited to see what God has in store for the center for the upcoming next upcoming 10 years. So one of the things I think that's important also and, and, and very, very important is to thank everyone who has been involved in the work of the center. Uh, the Palatines, staff members, 
past and present, our collaborators, our advisors, the various organizations. We have had so much beautiful, beautiful collaboration, what St. Vincent Pallotti would call holy cooperation over the years. And it has been incredibly moving. And, uh, and I, I think the word edifying is a good one for, for this because it's done out of a spirit of the love of Christ and a desire to, to really be apostles in a somewhat, in a rather unique way. And it's not about self or ego or any of that. It really is about uh, going and, and assisting other people in this particular unique way to live as, as apostles and to revive faith and to rekindle charity. And so I am convinced that, uh, that Mary Queen of Apostles and St. Vincent Pallotti are, are very much with us, interceding for us, and that the Holy Spirit has been guiding this endeavor for the last 10 years. And I pray uh, that, uh, that that will, will continue in that way and that we'll adapt, as you were saying, Kate, you know, that we'll adapt uh, to, you know, and keep the things that are fruitful and the things that are not. We, we move from there um, because it's not about us. It's about Christ and his church and, and our being collaborators in that mission, being co-responsible in that mission. So I want to thank you. And thank, uh, and thank all who have been a, a part of this. And we ask our, our listeners to pray for us and to, uh, to support us in that very particular way. It was very important to St. Vincent Pallotti to have spiritual contributors, people who were praying for the work. And so we really ask for those prayers uh, because that is what has gotten us to where we are today. We hope you've enjoyed hearing a little bit more about the mission and history of the Catholic Apostolate Center. Whether you've been a friend of the center from the beginning or just getting to know us in our work, we're so glad you've stopped by. We're grateful for these past 10 years and are excited to continue to revive faith, rekindle charity, and form apostles in the charism of St. Vincent Pallotti. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Find us and other Center podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, CatholicApostolateCenter.org, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast by the Catholic Apostolate Center. Please review and subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts to stay up to date on the latest content from the Center and go to catholicapostolatecenter.org for more resources.